Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Hi, I'm Mike Tom. Colleen Hood is off today. and What an episode for her to be missing. It's a great conversation all about surprising people with grace bombs. You heard that right, grace bombs. Pat Linnell is the guest. How can a grace bomb not only change a person, but maybe change the world and bring about the kingdom of heaven to even more people? He's going to tell us all about that today, right here on Connections. So first of all, like, yeah, you're an author and you're part of something really cool we're going to talk about today, but you're a teaching pastor. Is that right? Well, I, that was my gig all the way up until a couple of years ago okay. uh, before I went full-time with Grace Bomb. I was teaching pastor at a kind of like a multi-site church that I had been a part of for a long time, sort of grew up through the church. My wife came to faith in a small group way back when. So we had roots there and I just kind of progressed uh, it, it up through the staff and had a pretty long run as teaching pastor there. Nice. And I always, I used to be a pastor, but I was like a solo lead pastor. I was lead pastor, youth pastor, administrator for a while. Yeah. So like teaching pastor, you get all the fun of preaching without like the, the boring meetings and stuff. Is that right? Well, I had worked, you, you still have to survive some of the boring meetings, <laughs> especially in larger churches, but man, I had worked myself into the dream job because in the beginning of teaching pastor, I had a bunch of staff I was managing you know, like tech and weekend stuff and all of that. And then I just somehow was able to get to a place where I didn't manage anyone. I was kind of like an asterisk on the org chart, but I got, <laughs> nice. to, but I got to teach and preach, you know, like every other yeah. weekend. And that was my sweet spot. I was in the zone. Things were great. And then the Lord's like, yeah, now you got to go do something else. Now you got to go <laughs> do something else. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about preaching? What did you love most about that? Well, I feel like so many church folks uh, need the Bible to be brought to life, you know, to them. And I'm always surprised at there's a familiarity with like kind of like some of the stories and a few texts, but so many people, um, I wouldn't go as far as say like they're biblically illiterate, but they're just huge gaps. And so what I love is I love bringing that context and talking about what that would be like today and then drawing some, no kidding, we're going to leave here with with something to do uh, from this text. And I just kind of loved bringing the word to life with the congregation. It's pretty cool, like when you explain the context of biblical passages to people, right? And then you see those lights going off in their head, they can draw parallels to life today and start yeah, making real application for their own lives then once they understand that. Yeah, that's right. Because so much of what's happening in the Bible is still happening today. Like families and the drama and the pain and the struggles and the hurts. And, you know, we had this idea that the Bible is just these felt board stories with a lot of rules to follow. But man, you crack these pages and it's like, dude, these people are really messed up. And wow, God is so pursuing them, you know, uh, over and over and over again. And I think we can all relate to that because life is messy. I don't know. I mean, maybe yours is a messy. My life's pretty messy. (laughs) No, our listeners know pretty just how messed up my life is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're all on the same page. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and like you said, the Bible full of messed up people and God pursuing them and, and pouring his grace out on them. Right. And that's what we're talking to you about today. Your book, grace bomb but it's more than a book like i'm been looking at this this morning 
it's grown into like this whole big grace bomb movement. So yeah. Well, let's start there. What is a grace bomb then? First okay. of all. <laughs> so a grace bomb is an intentional act of love motivated by Jesus, prompted by the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about a surprising gift of your time, treasure, or talent that you hook up a neighbor with as you're led to. And it's not a community service outreach. It's not a part of like a church event. It's you in your neighborhood and your everyday walk of life. And people will be like, oh, so it's like random acts of kindness, but it's not. Because with Jesus, number one, nothing is random. And two, he commands us to do this. So in, in some ways, we're just obeying this clear command to love our neighbor. And it might seem random because like, maybe I know that person, maybe I don't, but the Lord had put this thing on my heart and I just want to follow through. And so Grace Bomb is kind of a fun way to break the ice and explain that, hey, this wasn't a random act of kindness. Uh, the leveraging the grace bomb tool and the website actually points people beyond kindness to the source uh. of our kindness. And I feel like that is so desperately needed today. Like we're, people are all about, let's be kind, let's be giving, let's be generous. But I'm like, let's do all of those things, but then let's take that extra and necessary step to point people to the source of where all this comes from. That's cool. That was one of my questions. I was wondering like, well, basically, yeah, is it just a random act of kindness? Like one of my wife, my, my, uh, not one of my wives, my wife <laughs> and I, one of our favorite things to do is uh, to tip really large to yeah. our servers and just surprise them. Right. But it doesn't always lead to a conversation. Sometimes like we might, especially now with COVID, you pay the bill and they might not even be around and they don't know when you walk out the door. Right. And yeah. So we're miss we are missing that step. Like, hey, we're doing this because we want you to know not only do we love you, but there's a God that has created you and loves you and cares about you too. Is that kind of where you're going with that grace bomb stuff? It is. You know, it helps us as believers uh kind of get out of our comfort zone in implicating Jesus. Because that can be a hard thing to do. It can be an awkward yeah. thing to do. And so the little cards we have as part of the movement, and I'll explain like the difference between the movement and the book in a second. Um, they really help in just helping the recipient of your grace know that this was just the tip of the iceberg of when it comes to God's personal and soul satisfying love for them. Mm -hmm. And so you guys, you know, hearing just your quick little story there, you have a generous heart, you're filled with love, you know, for, because you're in Christ and you want to be generous. And what Grace Bomb does, it's, it just helps the recipient know like, oh, there's a little bit more to this. And you're right. It might not lead to a conversation, but uh, if you see that server again, or if that's a place you frequent, they're going to start to associate you with grace and you're inviting the opportunity for a conversation if they're curious or, you know, what, however that might go. So, so yeah, tell us about the movement and the book, the differences between them. What came first did. Yeah. So what came first was a sermon series ah. and I did a sermon series called grace bomb tracing grace, you know, God's grace through the scriptures. But what we were trying to do, we we're trying to get out of the box of what we would typically do with our congregation. We would typically do community service. Let's set up a project. Let's stuff a backpack. Let's serve the city. Let's hashtag love our County and all of those things. Yeah. But that required a lot of um, energy and effort on the staff to tell the congregation where to go, what to do, how much to spend and all of that. But instead we're like, listen, 
These are spirit indwelt followers of Jesus, and they can be prompted at any moment. And they're probably where they need to be already on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. So let's just figure out a way to, you know, set them free to, to be spirit led. And yeah. as part of that uh, sermon series, we came up with these little cards and an interactive website that just was a fun kind of way uh, that they could be emboldened to get their grace bomb on. And <laughs> that's, that's kind of where it started. And hundreds of stories, and I've never seen anything like this in 20 years of ministry, hundreds of stories were coming in because we just asked people to share in the spirit of Hebrews 10, 24, let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works. How did the Lord lead you? So we were hearing these stories of how the Lord was leading in all these creative ways, like tipping my server. I painted a fence. I knitted a hat. I baked cookies for the police officers, you know, all these things. But then we were hearing stories from the community and the non-believers. And they were like, okay, where did this come from? This was awesome. I can't believe this. Uh, there's still good people in the world. And what hit me at that sermon series was, wow, the more churches just need to have this. Yeah. And so from that sermon series, we're like, Hey, let's just give grace bomb away. This was a really fun thing. So we, we give cards, we give, we just started giving all these resources to anyone or any church who wanted them. And then we we're starting to see stories from all around the country. So probably within 60 or six months, we, we saw stories on almost all 50 States we're like, wow. okay, this is sweet. So this really kind of spread quickly. Um, and it was only after all that was happening that I felt like now I could take the biblical content that was part of the sermon series, but now I have all these really cool stories to incorporate into a book. And that's really where the book started to really come together. So tell us a little bit about the book. What was that like to put it together, read those stories? Uh, yeah. You know, once those stories hit, the book came together pretty quickly. I mean, my wife, God bless her heart, we have four kids and I needed to break away for weeks at a time to like, you know, kind of write. And I never actually set out to be an author, didn't set out to be a, actually didn't set out to be a pastor for that matter, but the Lord just kind of opened doors and one thing led to another. Um, but the book just started to click and started to come together uh, really you know, in a kind of a supernatural way. And I just started to write it without any promise of publishing or anything like that. Cause I didn't have, we didn't have a publisher. We didn't have an, a literary agent, all those little things that you kind of need to put a book out into the world. Um, but I just kept taking those steps of faith to be like, Hey, this is awesome. And, and I don't know what's going to happen with it, but I kept writing and the Lord just kind of opened the right doors and along came David C. Cook, who were really <laughs> loved the idea, the, the resource as a discipleship tool for the church and the biblical content and the stories. And they were just really into it. And so we really um, found a great publishing partner in Cook. It's been kind of like God's own grace bomb for you, hey? <laughs> he's, he's been grace bombing me all along the way. I mean, there were some steps of faith, you know, in the journey, um, being that, you know, I was getting served vanilla lattes to preach the Bible and manage no staff. It was like the dream job, a very secure gig. But, you know, the step of faith was to leave that behind and to step into a brand new nonprofit that gives Grace Bomb away with 
zero income and no security <laughs> and uh, just to step out and see what see what happens. Why does Jesus always ask us to do things that involve no income security per se? <laughs> <laughs> I think because he knows that we're going to have to really rely on him. And that's a really sweet place in life. Yeah, it is uh, actually, isn't it? <laughs> It really is. You know, as, as much as I want to be like independently wealthy and secure and all of that, I don't know if he's ever going to, you know, let me arrive there because the flip side is I got to wake up in the morning and ask him to provide. Yeah. And there is a dependency that that's actually one of the best ways to live that dependently on God. I was just thinking before we started talking, actually, this morning, uh, I was going to ask you, what's the biggest grace bomb you've been hit with? And then I was thinking about, for me, I think it was actually when I was in Bible college and a part-time youth pastor wasn't making much money and my truck transmission blows, right? Mm. And I'm just like, God, come on, like, I'm already losing money doing this job some months, right? And now this, and then without telling anybody, I got grace bombed by all sorts of people within a week just randomly mm. and before you knew it i had enough money for a down payment on a new car and several months of payments for that car right <laughs> that that's amazing and you know that's such a it's such a cool experience to feel that grace and to feel that love and and like yeah. you kind of knew where it was coming from ultimately it was from the lord and it was yeah. through the body of christ and you know it, it was no strings attached and it felt so good and it's like wow we get to be that for other people, you know, yeah. we get to give them that small taste as well. Um, but I can think back to a couple of years ago where we had moved into a new house, kind of like you, we were young in the ministry and our HVAC went up and all of a sudden we were like 12 grand in the hole. We're like, Oh man. Mm. And uh, there was a loving couple who just took us out to dinner. And we're like, we kind of were thinking that you guys needed some help. What's going on. And they stroked like a $10,000 check and they're like, just use it for whatever is going to be helpful. That was amazing. They even wrote a little note that said bombs away on it. Cause I think we were sort of in the, in the very, very early stages of, of grace bomb. So that That's was a pretty cool. awesome thing. <laughs> um, but then kind of a divine heavenly grace bomb, a very personal and recent one actually was after we put the book out, I have a cousin, Molly, uh, she's about 27 years old, not a believer and very anti everything we were about, <laughs> just not to our face. And so <laughs> she picked up the book because her mom got one to write a diss track about it. She wanted to read it and tell me all the things that were wrong, but she actually, long story short, ended up coming to faith, reading the book, uh, because there's a chapter where I really wanted to drive home um, just the portrait of Jesus grace bombing us as he walked to, to Calvary. And she almost like quoted that chapter verbatim as she's explaining, she's staying up till 5am with her dog and just locked in her bedroom, pouring, you know, crying her eyes out, reading this book. And that was such a huge thing, personal thing for me. I felt like, thank you, Lord. If nothing else happens in, in publishing a book, uh, someone near and dear to my heart. Yeah which some of those family members you think are never going to come to faith. Like they can be the hardest nuts to crack actually came to faith. So that was awesome. Yeah. And that's what grace does, right? Like it just opens up people's eyes to God's heart for them. And it gets past all the other junk that maybe the, the church has put in their way at times too, I guess. Yeah. It's like his leading, his leading edge is kindness. 
yeah. right? Like the sun is rising, the rain's falling on the good and evil every single day. And wow, that feels really good. And that's the, that's the kind of generous, awesome, graceful God we serve. Yeah. And you mentioned every single day, like God's goodness pouring out on us. And one of the things I was just thinking is this really gets us practicing our faith every single day, right? We don't like come to church on Sundays and get fueled up and fired up and, and then go home and that's kind of it. Right. But we're thinking about living out our faith Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. That's a big thing for me, you know, as being a church guy who are always trying to like encourage congregations to get out there and rock and roll and live out your faith. Uh, we live in a digital world and sometimes we need an analog tool to help us be around our neighbor, break the ice with a neighbor. And so I found the I found the tool pretty helpful uh, in like taking Jesus seriously on Monday when I'm at work. Like, how do I break the ice with my neighbor or my coworker who I would never kind of bring up spiritual things otherwise? You know, what are what are some of the biggest uh, roadblocks that you've heard from people like getting this rolling and bombs away kind of thing? What what have been some of the biggest things people have had to overcome? Is it like fear or anxiety or different things completely. like that? Yeah, I'd say. Uh, fear is a big one because we can be here on a microphone talking about Jesus all day long. This is yeah. probably like us singing in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> but if you sit us down at a table with like, you know, my hockey team who are not believers and they don't want to bring up anything about God or Jesus because they have some heavy religious baggage or they have misconceptions, like all of a sudden we're kind of like, oh, do we say anything? How do we bring it up? I'm a little scary. Am I going to get checked? Am I going to you know, get hit at the next game. <laughs> and we have these natural fears of taking Jesus public. And I think that's a real thing that we have to overcome. I talk about that a little bit in the book too, just how do we overcome our natural fears of taking Jesus seriously out in the world? Um, and a lot of it has to do with the promises that he personally gives us and the, the way prayer can help us fill the gap of doing the things we know we should do, but you know, our, our flesh being weak when our spirit's willing. So that's a big one, but also Mike, like being distracted and just hurrying mm. around and just doing life is a huge detriment to practically loving a neighbor because most of the time I'm just kind of like this introverted dude. And when I'm in public, I'm looking at my phone and I don't want to really mess with anybody and I'm doing my thing and my kids are going to be late and I got to get home for dinner. And it's like, I don't have time for any of this. Yeah. But it's those moments when we're out and about and among people, the Lord likes to work. And if we have our nose down in our phones, you know, that's another really big barrier uh, of being distracted or just being busy. Yeah, I, I shared on the show like two months ago, a story actually recently, I was going golfing Saturday morning, right? And I was off to buy some more golf balls because I lose a lot. And I was a little late. And I'm driving through the strip mall parking lot and I see this guy digging through garbage, right? And I'm like, ah, oh, that's too bad, but I'm late and I got to go. Like, I got to go golfing. I can't help, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, but oh, the Holy Spirit just kept pestering me and pestering me. And finally, I looped back and I, I had a conversation with this guy, right? Talked with him. Then I offered to pray with him. Uh, and then I gave him money. And just before I left, he said, this is really crazy, but this is the second time in the last week that inside my head, I've been screaming at God, calling him the most deadbeat father ever. And mm. somebody has pulled up and prayed with me. I don't understand. Wow. <laughs> and then, 
I was just able to say, well, this is God saying to you that he is your father and he loves you. Like quite clearly he cares about you. And Mm. uh, yeah, those moments though, that we have our heads down, right. We don't know what we're missing in somebody else's life. And God's Mm. calling us to, to work with him in those moments. Man, props to you because I probably would have ignored that prompting of the Holy Spirit. Well, 99 out of a hundred, I do. So, (laughs) but it's, but that's, what's so cool because you know, Ephesians 2.10 says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that God's prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So it's like, that means that the Lord has these divine appointments any yeah. day and every day. And he's given us the ability to be mindful of them sort of in like a supernatural way. It's the prompting of the Lord. And he's, he's bringing to mind, he's bringing to heart, you know, how we can point people to Christ. And it can be so easy to tune him out, but I love when, when we tune him in and then we get yeah. to see a little bit of the, the reason why, you know, yeah. we don't always get to know, like, why was I led to leave a really generous tip? Why was I led to go talk to that guy digging through the trash? It's like, we don't always know why, but the Lord's got reasons. And yeah. when we step into that, it's like, we're stepping into an adventure of faith that he has for us. You've got a lot of great stories like that too, actually, like on your social media and stuff. Tell us how to get connected with uh, Grace Bomb more and check out some of those stories and stuff. Yeah, well, if you want to get Grace Bomb cards to get your Grace Bomb on and and see what's happening, you can just go to gracebomb.org and we give everything away for free there. You can check out the book there. There's a little link. And our social media, what we really try to do primarily with social media is to share these stories from around the country. We're really big on sharing, not to, for the bragging, boasting thing, but right. we're into stories because we need everyday ideas. Like we need to hear the creativity and how the Lord leads and what we can be doing. And so we share on Instagram and Facebook, and you can connect to those uh, social media outlets through gracebomb.org as well. Uh, and if you're in, if you're in the church world and you're a leader and you're like, Hey, this could be cool. There's a link that'll kind of direct you over to our, our church side of things where we give all these resources away, sermon series, study guides, the cards, uh, everything that you would need to have a really successful grace bomb launch as well. Have you had a lot of stories out of Canada yet? Uh, a couple nice. right now we're kind of just getting a foothold in Canada because uh 100 Huntley has been getting their grace bomb on nice and uh and I know Laura has been out doing some grace bombing and I've seen some of the stuff that they've been doing so we're actually this month we're just starting to get a little Canadian presence which I'm stoked about <laughs> right on well we want to hear those Canadian stories too coming from our listeners tag us in those posts or something yes, like that as we they will. Come anything in. coming up from your neck <laughs> of the woods we're gonna tag you guys for sure so the book's called Grace Bomb. It's been out for a couple months now. I'm assuming you can get it anywhere. I've seen great reviews on Amazon and anywhere else we should be looking for it. Yeah, I think you can get it any from any of your favorite uh, book retailers, Christian bookstores, stuff like that. It should be out and about. Right on. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing these stories about Grace Bomb. And I think we should have you on again, maybe in the fall or something. We could talk some more about Grace Bombs and uh, hopefully how they've been going here, here in Canada. That'd be awesome, man. Let's get it going. You know, I feel like the the church today is sitting on a powder keg of untapped potential. It's like we are just ready to like get after taking Jesus seriously and not in the 
obviously like we're going to do, we're going to be part of our churches, but we have work to do during the week. And the Lord just might be leading us today to do something about that. Yeah, I really feel it too, especially middle of a pandemic, right? Like the world is ready to be hit with some grace, right? Yeah, now's a great time. <laughs> right on, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Real pleasure talking with you. Likewise, Mike. Thanks a lot for having me and hopefully we'll be catching up with you on the flip side. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed talking with you, Pat, and can't wait to read the book myself and bomb some people with grace. Thanks so much for checking out today's episode of the Connections Podcast. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. And of course, the easiest way to do it is just go to podcastville.ca. We'll talk to you again on Connections.